These two are clearly having issues with each other, could not restrain them themselves, so we're going to give them two minutes to think about what they've done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the latest edition of Get to the Point. I'm Joe DeLeon. And I'm Sean Anderson. And we have a wonderful episode here for you today as... We don't really have a ton of football to talk about considering we're in the offseason, but it does not mean that we can't debate some very interesting topics regarding football. Right. No, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And the first thing that we're going to be talking about in, in a two-part series is the best teams, sorry, the teams with the best position groups. Right. So we're gonna, today we're going to be breaking down offense, and we're going to be breaking down the quarterbacks, the running backs, the tight ends, the receivers, and the offensive line. And... This is just our individual uh, picks of who is the best uh, in the NFL, who is the best position group of all these. Yep. So we are going to be talking about and debating who we think really has the more complete unit. And in some cases, these might not be the most contending teams right now. Right. But most of these teams that we've both selected are pretty dominant to, to some extent. But I digress. We're going to get into it. Quarterbacks, who is your team with the best quarterback depth? And it might just be the number one and two, but heck, if you can name the third best quarterback on the team too, I'd love to hear it. You know, I hate that we actually agree on this topic, but uh, I had the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz and uh, Nick Foles both performed uh, pretty well, and I think they're the best uh, one-two. You know, Nick Foles showed that he could win a Super Bowl, and Carson Wentz is a phenomenal talent. Yeah, I'm a, I am a little bit disappointed we didn't get to debate this one too much, but Eagles... No doubt. You can't no one else can really argue that any of the team is a better quarterback duo than them because Carson Wentz was an MVP caliber player up until he had a knee injury towards the latter end of the season. And then when he went down, a lot of people were saying Nick Foles is going to screw things for up for them. They're not going to be able to make it to the Super Bowl. They're not going to be able to be this number one seed in the NFC like everybody projected them to be with Carson Wentz. And Nick Foles went out there, proved them wrong, and absolutely showed out in the playoffs and especially in the Super Bowl. Yeah, everyone just dismissed them as this team is done, like mm-hmm. like they didn't have a, a fully complete unit throughout the rest of the, the squad. And I think Nick Foles really stepped up, and it was, uh, it was impressive. And I think they have the definite number one quarterback core in the NFL. All right, so since there wasn't a ton of rigorous debate there, sadly, we're going to go into some more highly debated units and. The next one is running backs. Who do you have? I have. This is not a homer call. I genu- uh, no, I this should be. This, this should you be a homer. This, you think this is a homer call? No, but you should. You should give a homer call if you're going to say your own team. I didn't put the Giants on here for a reason that I don't think they're anywhere close on any of these position groups. Yeah, they stink. But um, oh, no, really? no, no. But this is. I'm not considering this a homer call. No. I'm considering this a production and uh, ability to change the game call. But this you, is you, my. You, but you I, I'm do have to give some. The slight, running back you have to give core. Some slight disclaimer, though, that you are a Falcons fan. Oh yeah, I am. Okay. Until I die, but I, I am selecting the best receiving core as the as the core in Atlanta with. You mean running back core. Running back core. Yeah, we're talking. Did I say receivers? Yeah, you said receiving. Oh, core. excuse no me. Worries. No worries. Yeah, I know. I know it's no worries. I'm just you know. But <laughs> 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 no. Um. Yeah, I have uh, Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman as the best one-two punch in football, and then their three-man Teron Ward can also pick up the pick up the slack if needed and he's a good pass protector but they're my they're my one too at the end of the day I just think that the I agree with you I think that the Atlanta Falcons do have two very dominant guys you can't deny that Tevin Coleman 
and um, I'm completely blanking. Uh, Devonta Freeman are very good running backs. They have shown the production that they can either be the one or the two guy and bounce back and forth and playing off of each other. My only thing I'm going to say is I think that the Saints have the best one-two punch in the league because if you look at Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram rushed for over 1,000 yards, 1.1K yards, and then also had, in addition to that, as far as receiving yards go, 416, which is a decent season. But then also you have to acknowledge the fact that Alvin Kamara provided a spark in the passing game. So then not only is he able to be a dominant player in space and in the passing game, but he was also pretty good running the ball. He had almost 100, sorry, over 100 carries less than Mark Ingram did, and he still managed 728 yards. Then then not to mention him getting 81 receptions and 826 receiving yards. Those numbers are obnoxious for a running back. And then you have to take into account that I just think at the end of the day that the two of them, side by side, the, the amount that they can help each other and play off each other and support each other is like no other position group in the league. So you think that Ingram is just this rumbler that I, I haven't seen Ingram. I don't think he's, a, able, I don't think he's a rumbler. Seen, he's 5'9". I haven't seen him been able to turn on a second gear. Because he's older, but he's still, he's still proven that he can take contact and he can fight through tacklers and he can get extra yards. He averaged 4.9 yards per carry. How do you average 4.9 yards per carry if you're not a good runner? That's not an amazing offensive line. It's a good one. You have Andrews Pete's really the only big-name guy out of there, but besides that, who do they have? They got the uh, one uh, rookie tackle. The Andrews one. Pete. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. There was another. They got another uh, big uh, big lineman. And look they at, drafted the, look at the depth thing that you have. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm not going back to the depth, depth website. I'm All just right. saying – I see more flexibility in both Freeman and Coleman than I do in both Ingram and Kamara. Kamara can, can really catch the ball and do everything, but mm-hmm. Ingram, not as much in my opinion. But Freeman's <sighs> the all-around back, dude. Ingram didn't really get as many snaps in the receiving game just as much as Kamara didn't get as many snaps rushing the ball. I think that now that Sean Payton realizes how, which he started to do towards the end of the season, we didn't really get to see this dominating force until maybe halfway through the season. We've already known about Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman for about two seasons now. I think that Sean Payton, once he realizes what he can do, which he's already figured out, is that if you feed both sides of this running back duo, you could have a very good amount of production coming from the both of them. And I think that's going to be a tough unit to stop. No, compared, it is, it is, a, it is a tough. And, and it, it is tough Tevin to stop, Coleman. and they were hot last year, but okay. I don't think that they are as consistent as Atlanta's running back core. Well, you can't say that they – you can't make that argument, though. The reason why you can is because Alvin Kamara was a rookie last year. Mark Ingram didn't have the extra support that he did from a, a second running back. This is the first year that we started to see it. So you think that Alvin Kamara won't regress at all? He'll continue to – he won't have a sophomore slump next year? I don't want to make any guarantees just because I'm one of those people that doesn't like to get ahead of myself. But the one thing that I'm going to say, though, is – Obviously, he was hot, and the reason that he was hot is because the Sean Payton knows how to use his strengths accordingly, and they're obviously going to keep feeding him the ball. Now, barring any injury, he's going to keep progressing forward. He might not get over that 1,000-yard hump, but in my opinion, I think he's definitely going to still put up um, 1,500 yards of total offense. And then I want to, I'm curious to see how many touchdowns. Is there, he had five receiving touchdowns. 
and eight rushing touchdowns. I think he's going to be a 20-plus touchdown guy. He can easily do it. You think he's going to have 20 touchdowns? Or yeah, the, why not? He oh Last season he had 13, and that was before he – or sorry, not before. It was – when he in the beginning of the season he didn't really we didn't really get to see what he could be because Adrian Peterson was there being a spoiled child. You think Peterson was spoiled? That's not the point. He's, I'm just he was uh, whining got, a lot, mm. and it was very clear that he was upset with Sean Payton. He shouldn't have been playing. He doesn't. He, he wasn't. He wasn't playing well. How many yards per carry did Kamara have again? If you don't mind. Because both Freeman and six point one. He had six point one. Kamara did, and Ingram had four. How many attempts? Only 120. Oh, wow. So he didn't even hit 200 carries. That's pretty impressive. That's what I'm saying. As soon as you give him more touches, he's going to show out. I'll give it. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's impressive. All right. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to take that away from him. Okay, what's just... your argument, though, that you don't that, that you really believe in this Atlanta Falcons team? They both had over 300 receiving yards. They both had uh, – Coleman only had 630 rushing yards, but he was hurt did, last did year. Did either of them hit over – a thousand yards rushing. No, nah, they didn't. They both were. Uh, they both had periods of injury last year. Okay, that's why Teron Ward had to pick up some slack. Okay, but they still counted for twelve touchdowns in the running game, which is pretty impressive. Uh, they also step up in pass blocking. I don't think Ingram or Kamara are better pass blockers than either Coleman or Freeman. That's just how I what I've seen. I've seen just I've watched every okay. Atlanta Falcons New Orleans Saints game, and whenever sacks come, I see them bullying back the New Orleans running backs. Whereas Atlanta has always had a stout running back to be able to block uh, a linebacker like Michael Turner would yeah, be able to throw yeah. it in there. Yeah, remember the hit he had on Ray Lewis. Yeah, I remember that. That was, that was sweet. Oh, that was a great game. But um, I just think they're better running backs. I think they have better synergy in the backfield as well. Yeah, I agree to disagree. And, and they both can break away though. I don't think Ingram can can hit the long home run ball. I think Freeman yeah, can. He, he's there have it. been there have been times where he, as soon as he gets into space, he's really burst. I mm. can't pinpoint times but I recall watching some Saints games where he's really hit the hole and he's hit it hard he's not as quick as he used to be he used to be a moderately quick back in his early years when he was drafted in the first round out of Alabama but he's getting close to 30 if I'm correct he's not going to be as fast but he's proven that he can take up some take up some contact and push through he's not a power back by any means but he's he's proven that he can tote the rock and he can get the, the yards that you need I, I guess I can accept your argument, All right. but I don't think that they're better than Atlanta's running back core. Okay. Well, since we can debate this all day, we're going to move on to the next category. And this is probably one of the harder categories to debate because there's some other things you can take into account, like blocking and versatility and and also receiving. There's also scheme. Yeah, for you scheme, know, there's, who's getting right. fed more. And that's for the tight ends. Who do you think is the best tight end group? It's New England, dude. Okay, and why? They have Gronkowski and Dwayne Allen. Both are ferocious tight ends. Dwayne Allen is a, a run blocker that can also create space in the pass game and go up and get it, and Gronkowski is possibly one of the best tight ends of all time. I, I believe they also have Will Ty, if I'm correct. Do they really? I think they do. Yeah, I, I sure think they, they do. do. Yeah, yeah, they have Ty also. But I will agree that I think that the Patriots are going to be dangerous at the tight end position just because, obviously, Gronk is going to be Gronk, and he's going to have a good year. Uh, barring he tends to be injury-prone, hopefully nothing ends up happening with him. But whoever that number two tight end is going to be, like Martellus Bennett was last year, uh, who was the year before that? I'm completely – I can't, I can't yeah. pull it. Um, I can't pull but it, it. But They always usually have five-plus touchdowns at number two tight end because of how tight end happy this offense is 
for Tom Brady. But I'm going to say I think the Philadelphia Eagles have the best tight end group. And they're also proven to be good at developing tight ends. Zach Ertz isn't that good, dude. He's not that good. Okay, you're, I understand Zach, he, was, he was a Pro Bowl he was a Pro Bowl one, If you're going to compare Ertz to Gronkowski, Gronkowski has the edge. And if you're going to c- compare two, Dwayne Allen has the edge over either of the two tight ends that they have now. Because the uh, joker that threw the touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, he's gone. He's out of there. He got paid. So it, it's easily New England. I'm tr- sorry. I'm just trying to uh, find the uh, – who's the, the, the guy from the Eagles that signed with the Bears? What are you talking about? There was a tight end from the Eagles that was their number two tight end. That Selleck retired. Not Selleck. There's another guy. It's the guy that threw the touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. It might be. But Zach Ertz was a Pro Bowl player. I'm gonna. I'm curious to look at his, his stats here. Zach Ertz has. Is he better? Yeah, Zach than Ertz actually led the team. I don't think. Let me get to my point though. Okay, get your Zach point. Ertz led the team in receiving with 824 receiving yards and eight touchdowns, which is pretty good. He he is, in my opinion, absolutely nowhere near Gronkowski. But the one thing that you you can attribute to this the depth is that you have two very good other tight ends in this in this unit. You have Dallas Gobert, who ironically, did you know that he uh, he was named after the Dallas Cowboys and he got drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Folk was the one who made that pick. Sorry, just a random side note. I thought that was funny, but Gobert could be better than Zach Ertz just because he's proven that because we don't really know he's, he's we have a small sample size in a small school at San, South Dakota State, but he could prove to be better than Zach Ertz. And then you also have Richard Rodgers, who's a serviceable tight end. You don't think those three guys are not those three guards? Those those three tight ends are not better than Gronkowski alone. But it's and but then your you argument's add Ty based on and just, Dwayne Allen. Your argument's based just on Gronk, though. No, I it's think, not. Dwayne Allen's a great uh, tight end. He can block and he has great hands. What are you uh, talking about? I, I guess I'll give you that. But I just actually Dwayne Allen's not that good of a blocker as much as yes he, he is. Not as much. You've as seen you him set the is. edge. Right. I have, but I don't, not as much as you think he is. He's a good blocker, but there's better blocking tight ends in the league. No, I'm not saying he's the best blocking tight end in the league. I'm just saying that he's a good blocking tight end. All right. Well, I, I can't. What? I don't understand how you don't think that those three guys haven't proven. Obviously, Richard Rodgers and Gobert hasn't really proven much, but I think Zach Ertz being a Pro Bowl tight end and then also having Gobert right behind him. Gronkowski is an all-pro tight end, probably a Hall of Famer. But that's one tight end you're talking about. Dwayne it's, Allen you, is, thing, is closer to Zach Ertz thing, than Zach Ertz is closer to, to Gronkowski. On, though, the other thing you need to focus on, though, is the Eagles' offense was not focused around getting the ball to tight ends. That is a scheme in which you run a lot of two tight end sets and you're throwing it in red zone situations. So they have less value also. What do you mean? They run a completely different offense. Okay, so they have less value. How do they have less value? Because they run. If they're a not different... being utilized like that. Grunk- but, but the how point is, though, think... Zach Ertz led his team in receiving and not, not in an offense where he's meant to be the primary threat. Look, Zach Ertz had a cute little playoff run with his wife playing soccer and all that. It, it was cute. But he's not better That's than Gronkowski. Ugh. You know, he had some nice stats in the postseason. He had a good catch in the Super Bowl. But look, he's not better than Gronkowski. Scoot over. Tell me what to do. 
don't want to sit next to you. You freaking oh, eating salt and vinegar I, chips I just, before the, I just before want, the thing. Oh, you found a way to get that in there, didn't I you? I needed to. <laughs> salt and vinegar I don't know how chips anyone, are trash. I don't know how anyone can't think salt and vinegar chips are at least up there. There are better next flavors. Next to Old Bay. Old Bay chips you, are really Old good. Bay is in your you, top. I'm from the DMV, and Old Bay chips are overrated. Look. Really? Okay, what's your number one chip, then? Sour this cream, is very Sour cream and onion. Then you go barbecue. Mm. Then you could go sour cream and cheddar. And I'd put original Sour over- cream and onion and sour cream and cheddar are, are overused. Oh, my God. You don't think they're overused? Oh, my God, Joe. Go to any party, and they're out. Same thing with barbecue. Go to anybody's house, and they're having a birthday party or barbecue. They're out. There's not they're a out. better chip in each category than the Utz barbecue, standard classic barbecue, or the Pringles sour cream and onion. Salt and vinegar always plays second <laughs> fiddle for a reason. Uh, okay, well, we, we would love to debate It's the chips. bougiest flavor of all time. <laughs> I cannot believe you did that. What, salt and vinegar? You think yeah, you bougie? came in here, yes. This isn't the Flaming Hot Cheetos that, that you're calling me bougie over I'd here. I'd rather eat Flaming Hot Cheetos than salt <laughs> and vinegar chips. All right, as much as we love to debate chips, we're going to get Gosh. to the next and final two it's position groups. You're infuriating. The final two <laughs> position groups is receiving core, and I made things difficult for Sean by picking the Atlanta Falcons so he couldn't talk up his own team. Who do I, you think? I didn't think – I mean, I appreciate you taking the Falcons because I would have – I might have chosen them. Okay. But after the recent free agency acquisitions that the Oakland Raiders made, I wish they had kept Crabtree, but they didn't. And I think they would have had the definitive if they had Crabtree. But I'm giving it to the Raiders, who picked up Martavis Bryant, an exceptional talent. They still have Amari Cooper, exceptional talent. And they picked up veteran wide receiver with sure hands that can still possibly take the top off in Jordy Nelson. Okay. That's an elite receiving core. I agree that there's some pretty good depth there. But, and this is the only time you're going to hear me say this, but Julio Jones is one of the best receivers in the league. He's the best. He's top three. Oh, my God. There's well, – let, let's be fair, though. Who's the, better? I'm just saying there's a lot of you, – l- there's a lot of push and pull with the top three guys. Like, it, it could be one of the guy. One of the, the top three guys is, is always going to be Odell. Um, AB, what? Odell, A.B., and Julio. You're not putting Odell in the top three, are you? Yes, I am. How He's could you not? He's top five at four or five. Who would you put else in there? I'd put Thielen – a- Antonio Thielen? Brown you and put Ed- Julio Jones. Oh, Off no. of last year, are you kidding me? Feeling no. pulled out. In top three, though? He's had one good year. I'd, We're put, not- I'd put Jeffrey <laughs> in the top five we before are, uh, no. OBJ. Oh, you just, uh, I'm not you even have, trying to get you on your skin. You have an absolute vendetta against I'm not even Odell trying Beckham to get on your skin. We are, a, besides the point, I think I'm Mike getting, Evans is better than OBJ also. I am getting also. to the point here, though. Get to the point. Julio Jones Jones is one of the best receivers in the league, according to you, the best receiver in the league. And then also Muhammad Sanu put up fifty plus catches. And then, not to mention Tyler Gabriel is always a threat. Taylor, he's out. Also, he went to the Bears. Taylor Gabriel? Yeah, he went to the Bears. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. That's why we had a whole wide receiver. And then, oh, Justin Hardy was the other one who's doesn't really see a lot of targets. I think he was uh, he had some injury concerns didn't he last year, some problems. Yeah, I think he had a calf issue, but yeah. I mean, he's the all time receptions leader in the. In college football history, yeah. so that's pretty cool to have him on the team. He, anyways. He's small and shifty, but he could be. He's a very big slot threat. Right. But the one thing that you have to take into account is the whole point of us talking about this episode right now in the offseason is that we're trying to break down who's improved and push themselves ahead. And taking Calvin Ridley in the first round is definitely what they needed to do. He's not Julio in the sense that he's 
big and extremely fast like Julio is, but he's still pretty quick and possesses some pretty good size. He's 6'3", and I believe he ran a sub 4'5", 40. He's 6'3"? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's six, six feet tall. He's, he's really 6'3"? Yeah, he's six, Wow. Yeah, Calvin wow. Ridley's bigger than... than uh, wow, he's yeah. bigger than I thought. He's a good receiver. Uh, Mohamed Sanu is probably going to get pushed more into the slot more. No, but, he's a possession receiver. But you think that... Ridley's going to play uh, more slot. Sanu is a possession. All right, well, we'll see how they end up moving guys around, but I just think that... That you have four guys that are, are a threat to score besides Sanu. You have three guys, sorry, that are a threat to score from any anywhere on the field. And then in the red zone, you have all four of those guys that can score for you. What, are you talking Julio, Ridley, Sanu, and Cooper? Or Hooper? No, I wasn't talking Hooper. I was talking about uh, Freeman Coleman. Justin Hardy. Oh, Hardy. Uh, I think oh, that because oh, okay. he, he's, oh, he's got pretty good breakaway, breakaway yeah. speed. I got you. I, I don't know. The, I, this is probably one of the few times that I'm going to actually tell you that I think something good about the Atlanta Falcons just because I hate letting you get any satisfaction whatsoever. But it, just at the end of the day, as much as I like that new Raiders receiving core, it's very unproven. Amari Cooper had an off year last year, but still very good. Still one of the better receivers in the league. Top 10, maybe. Top 15 at least. But Jordy Nelson's old. Jordy Nelson's getting towards the end of his career. Had a very, very off year last year. And then you also can add into that that Martavius Bryant has not really shown us what he can actually be. I think Martavius Bryant is a good receiver, but because he's had so many drug problems, we don't know yet. He hasn't had a real dominant full season. Because his first few years he was figuring himself out, and then once he started to be that next step guy, he got suspended. No comment? You make good points, Joe. Okay. You make solid points that a child would make. That you a don't child understand would make? <laughs> the importance of the veteran receiver like Jordy Nelson to work with a younger quarterback in Derek Carr. Martavis Bryant has uh take the top off the defense speed. He can jump and he has sure hands as well. And then Amari Cooper is still I don't developing. Think Martavis Bryant's that fast. He's he's a bigger oh, receiver. No, he 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 can he'll he'll burn you. Dude. Okay. And then he's six uh, four, right? Yeah. yeah. He's a freak of nature. Yeah. Pat McAfee called him an alien. <laughs> It kind of looks like one. Okay, he looks okay. like Predator. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't All think right. so? I'm not. No comment. <laughs> Amari Cooper is a reliable receiver, and he's only getting more synergy with um, Carr. Okay. So I think they have a really good pairing. They might have the best nickname in the NFL with ACDC. That's a really cool uh, nickname. So I think that you already got that going in with you. Yeah. But I think it's the most complete core because none of them are rookies. They all are sure-handed, and they all have a different part that they can play. Bryant will be able to take the top off. Nelson is a good route runner, sure hands, and Cooper is the all-around threat. I'm agreeing to disagree here just for the reason that I can't promote the ACDC connection anymore because I, I love that duo. They came into the league around the same time, and they work together really well. I just don't think that the other two guys are going to pan out the way that you think they will. I think they're... They're too much risk than they are reward bringing them to the Raiders. I think they're I think they're low risk, high reward. I mean, Jordy, really? you think they're really leaning that much on Jordy Nelson? Cooper's uh, still their think, number one man. I, okay, sorry, the risk reward was the the wrong analogy, but the the point I was just trying to make is I think that they're putting all their eggs in the basket on these two guys to be the completion of this receiving core, and I don't think they're going to really be a dominant force. I don't think you're going to have a guy that's within striking distance of 1,000 yards besides Amari Cooper. Really? The second receiver, the closest he's probably going to be is 650, maybe 700 yards. Are you counting that to the run game with uh, Lynch 
and how much they're going to use him. And Lynch is another guy that like I don't really know what to expect from him. He took forever to get back into into full stride last season. Right. I I just I just think there's the a lot that court, can man. go wrong with this Raiders team. A lot that can go wrong, but a lot that can go extremely well, like Super Bowl well. Oh, and uh, just to touch on it, Maurice mm-hmm. Hurst had a, a neck issue when we discussed that the other day. It wasn't heart related; it was a neck thing, and he no, had been you, cleared. You you you're talking about the Maurice Hurst from Michigan, right? Yeah. You know that he was not allowed to participate in the combine because he had a heart condition. It was a neck issue, dude. The heart condition. Uh, was you cleared. are not going to debate injury. this with me. I'm telling you, it's a heart condition. It was just mentioned that we, it was a neck, a neck clearance on the on the draft just, recap that they said Maurice Hurst was a just was, because he was had cleared. a neck problem, but that the, his big problem that everybody was worried about was his heart condition. You didn't. You don't know about this. No one mentioned it, and he was called the biggest steal in the draft. He was called the biggest steal because he was cleared of the heart condition, but it doesn't mean that that more problems can't arise from it. He has a heart condition. More people were worried about the neck, is what I'm saying. Eh, agree to disagree on that. Fine, one. fine. But there are fine, a lot of scouts fine. freaked out when it's they fine, saw the heart. It's last, fine, Joe. Let, last, let's hear you try and talk about offensive line. Last position group that I want to talk about is offensive line, and I actually, I you put Titans. Just, pay, just I was gonna, say your team, I was going to actually agree with you on that one, but I think that the from the draft that they had, you have to give it to the Dallas Cowboys. You want me to give my analysis? So Travis Frederick has proven that he can be an all-pro center. Mm-hmm. He's a very good centerpiece in that offensive line. Then you have Zach Martin next to him, who is easily the best guard in the league. No. Who is a better guard than him? Marshall Yonda. Mm, I, I don't agree with that. Well, I think Quentin Nelson's going to be better than the two of them. but No, he won't. Yonda's the best guard in the league. Zach Martin. You don't think – you think – I, I think oh. that – I think Zach Martin has proven to be better than Yonda. I, I, if that's your opinion, Joe, I got, I got, I can't. There's a, there's a reason I, why he's been all pro. There's a reason why you love him, also. He's from Notre Dame, yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'd like to hear a homer call for that. Okay, homer call. But okay, I'm not even done with this offensive line. You have Tyron Smith, who's one of the best left tackles in the game. It's like my favorite. Yeah, he's my favorite left tackle in the game. Then also you have Lael Collins, mm. who has struggled here, here and there, but. They had to play him at right tackle last year because they they had some holes they lost from Doug, some departures. Doug Free, right? Yeah, they lost Doug yeah. Free. So some of these departures caused them to have some lapses in their offensive line play. They weren't the same dominant force. But you have to take into account that now you can bump in Lyle Collins and you can put their newly drafted and shiny player in Connor Williams at right tackle, who had a first-round grade by a lot of scouts. What? Let's hear. I would have liked. I would have given it to the uh, the uh, Cowboys if they wouldn't have fallen apart so much, and they were able to run the ball last year when Ezekiel Elliott was down. The only thing I'm going to say with that is, as much as you can attribute to their run game to the offensive line, Ezekiel Elliott does a lot. More than you think. Not as much as the offensive line does. Yeah, obviously. And also, Tyron, like Ty- Tyron Smith was hurt last year, yes. and that's why they gave up six sacks to Adrian Claiborne. It wasn't on Tyron Smith. It was on yeah. their backup. Yeah, poor guy. But I don't think they're the best. I think if they were the best, they would have been able to keep powering through and bullying people last year. And well, Alfred just, Morris would have had You just proved the point, though, season. that they have some injury issues. They have some 
holes from losing doesn't Doug make Free, them the best. But the point of the matter is, is that this the whole point of this debate was that how things changed after the draft and free agency, and they got an absolute steal in, in Connor Williams. Yeah, they're still not better than the Titans' offensive line. Okay, I give you that the the Titans' offensive line. I I think that dude they t- made but okay, Demarco let's, Murray let's look like up. an all star. Let, let's match him up though. To, I, okay, I do. That is worth credit that they and make them Derrick Henry and Demarco. Derrick Henry like, no. is not that good of a runner, and no. he looked like they both had a thousand yards. They both look like all stars. You got Taylor Lewan at left tackle. They didn't both have a thousand yards. Derrick Henry had like eight hundred. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, exactly. Demarco Murray a thousand yards again. You okay. Even, yeah. No, Taylor Wan, left tackle, awesome dude. But do you Certified think Taylor, is, Taylor, is Taylor Wan better than Tyron Smith when they're both healthy? Dude, he's like a half notch lower. A half notch. Okay, so you give him the slight bump. Quentin Spain, left guard, mean dude. Ben Jones, center, probably even meaner than Quentin Spain. Do you give Josh Klein, technically proficient, and Ben Conklin, big mauler on the right side. With good feet. Conklin no, has it's great Jack feet. Conklin. I'm pretty sure. It's Ben. Jack Conklin was a tight end from Central Michigan. No, wait. I'm completely blanking here. You're missing someone. Wait. This is the five. This is Who's what the, the roster said. Who's the guy that said. they just drafted two years ago? Ben Conklin does not sound right. This is the roster that it says that they have. You can look it up, Joe. I'm just saying, Luan comes with an intensity that's unmatched by anybody else in the NFL. I don't think that – have you seen the way he defends Mar- Mariota after the hits? Have you seen that? Have you seen Ben Jones and Quentin Spain on a combination block against it's the Jack Steelers? Jack Conklin, I was right. It is Jack? Yeah, you put the All wrong right, well name. Well, then so I you have, can't even support your own So I have some issues with golads.com and their ro- roster. That, that is I, I have issues with them then. All right, so Jack Conklin then. Excuse me. Okay, I will – here's the one argument I'm going to give you. Well, I, I do love Ben Jones. I don't know if you remember in college he – Threw up on the ball before he snapped it, and then snapped it to his quarterback, which is probably one of the best moments in that's in weird college that football that's your history. That's, that's weird. I just think that's no. I think it's just badass. No. Cotton that you can from sit the, there and do that. No, no, Cotton from Nebraska falling down while he was in his set is a best better moment than that uh, because he lost his balance. No, but okay, I'm not talking the about slow fall. But, but that is, that was a good moment. But I think that like just that shows grit that you literally don't care that you're about to vomit that you vomit on yourself and then snap the ball and then run the play. Like, who wants to go up and run against that guy and rush and pass rushing against him? Dude, he's so mean. Yeah, honestly. He's so mean. Travis, Travis Frederick is awesome, but and I, I, yeah, what? But Ben Jones is just one of the meanest <sighs> he's ever seen. Here's one argument, though, that I, I just want to match them up, though. Taylor Lewan is it's very tight with Tyron Smith. Match up their rushing yards and productivity. But there were some issues with. So that doesn't make them the better O line. Okay, going into next but there, year. But there were this problems. Team, with this O line is you better. Have, if you have this whole healthy unit next year, it's going to be way better than the Titans unit was. I don't think so. I you, think, okay, so you, I let, think me, this let me let me let me make the point I'm trying to make. Rising. Though, you think that Ben Jones is better than Travis Frederick? He's getting there. I think Travis Frederick is is at a plateau. But Ben Jones is older than Travis Frederick. He's getting better with age, dude. Did you not see him last year? All right. And then I'm just trying to think, um, what is Quinn Spain a left or right guard? Left guard. Is Zach Martin left or right guard? Right guard. So it would be Josh Klein versus. Okay. So you have to give the leg up to Zach Martin on Josh Klein. Fine. Quinton Spain's probably neck and neck with Lyle Collins. Maybe mm-hmm. a little bit in the favor of Spain. I just I'm just saying his overall talent, if you can get this unit going, it's gonna be better. Of you, of you the Cowboys. So? Yes. Yeah. 
I don't think so. If they were really that good, they would have still been able to produce 1,000-yard rushers last year with Ezekiel Elliott going down. All right. Uh, we got a comment. Zach Martin, best O-lineman in the NFL. No debate, and that's from your friend Sam Hutchinson. Zach Martin <laughs> is not the best offensive lineman in the NFL. Thank you for the support also, of my argument. Tyron Smith is better than him. Joe Thomas was better oh, than him last no. year. He got hurt. Trent Williams is better. Brandon Sheriff is better than Zach Martin. Really? And Marshall Yonda is the best guard no. in the NFL. No, no. Yanda is oh, the best guard in the God. NFL, dude. Ugh. Go ahead, close the laptop. That's cool. As much as I'd love to debate this and, and how much we could debate this the whole ahead. day. Richie I, Incognito is also up he there. He retired. With, I'm just saying, <laughs> if you want to talk about the last three years, Zach Martin versus okay. Incognito, I like Incognito a little. I'm going to give you Martin this. Martin gets beasted. I uh, Since we don't really typically give someone a, you won this argument in our podcast, I just, uh, we got another comment. Brandon Scherf is not better. Okay, well, we're not going to continue on that, but... I will give you the leg up because obviously you're an offensive lineman. You watch a ton more film on NFL guys and college guys, so I do think that you know more. What's this fool saying? But at oh the end God. of the day, at the end of the day, it's it's tight. It's neck and neck, and I'm going to give you the slight leg. Okay? I appreciate enough? that. Okay. I expect if we ever did a specialist edition about this. Of oh, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be close because I, I, know, you, I know Watch more, your mouth. Watch I know your mouth. more about I am about to. I'm trying to be I'm, gracious. You I personally know NFL players. I am being <laughs> gracious right now, deferring it to you as you did I, but you decided I to take would, the low road. I would mop the floor with you. The I, gall. I per and, I oh, personally know at least five and or not five like okay, two or three NFL long snappers. You're not gonna. You wanted to get so heated in the offensive line debate where I'm I'm genu I'm genuinely giving you a leg. But do you actually personally know any offensive linemen in the NFL? Any of the top tier ones? No. Exactly. Okay, and I'm just saying. You could know Bill Gates, but that doesn't mean you could program computers. No, but I mean I've watched enough film on them. I've oh, I've God. interacted with them. They, okay, look, Joe. Joe took the seemingly high road, giving me the condescending leg up okay. in offensive line. I try to turn the favor. He jumps down <laughs> with a whole bunch of gall and heat. All right. Can't do this. I. What did that stem from? You wanted to come <laughs> hot like that. I, I just I felt like you were, I don't know. I felt like it was needed. Oh, of course needed. I would. Oh. <laughs> no. That's not how it works. You say okay. thank you. All love here at the Get to the Point studio in the Harrington School of Communications. That is going to be it for our podcast for today. Stay tuned for our defensive positional grades and which team has the best positional groups for our next episode. But in addition to that, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at GTTP Podcast. And then check uh, us out on Holonis, H-O-L-O-N-I-S. You can do the big announcement, right? What's the big announcement? That we uh, they can check oh. us out on a new platform. I was just about to get there. Good boy. Check us out on Holiness. We write some pretty good articles. We're trying to get a little bit more different content for you there that's not just audio. But we now officially, officially have a SoundCloud Pro account, which means we are now on Apple Podcasts, and we are soon to be. We're still under pending review for Google Play Podcasts, so... More and more big things to come. Do you want to tell the people how they can reach the podcast on the Apple Podcasts? It's very simple. Yeah, just search Get to the Point, where we're going to be one of the first people to come up. There's sadly some obnoxious person that made a podcast in 2009 that has two of them that are two minutes long. So we're not going to be the first one that comes up. We but were. 
When I searched it up oh, today, really? we were, yeah. All right. And well, it's it's very easy. There's a downloaded yep. app on your iPhone. It's the podcast app. You go in there, type in our name. You see us. It's seamless. And no discrimination if you don't have a iPhone. We're going to soon don't be listen. on the Google Play and Store. Don't listen. Oh, come on, man. You can't, you <laughs> no. can't shut out. You can't shut out people like that. Oh, man. I, no, no. Okay. As, <laughs> continue, Joe. Oh, man. Got me all, got me all heated. Um, but we are also on SoundCloud. <laughs> if you have an Android or a different type of device, maybe a flip phone, I don't know. Also, in, in addition to that, we'll be on the Google Play Store soon. We're trying to get on the TuneIn app. More things to come. If you're tuning in and you're listening and you want to reach out and give us some questions, we would love to talk about them and debate them. And then in addition to that, if you have some um, some business opportunities you'd like to present us with, we would love to have a show brought to you by or our whole podcast brought to you by your brand or business. It would oh. be the perfect opportunity for us try, and also for both to sides. Reach out. Some yep. little sponsors. Like reach out job. to us. We I are like we are probably not going to charge that much. We'll keep it nice and low. Gosh, but thank you for I'm tuning in, everyone. This was Get to the Point. I'm Joe DeLeon. And I'm Sean Anderson.